On this edition, Armstrong ventures to the White House for an exclusive interview with the director of the United States National Economic Council, Larry Kudlow. What are the indicators that are important to an economy? Well, look at we're, you know, we try to run through the bread and butter stuff, and especially now, as we recover out of the pandemic uh, contraction, those numbers become important. So, you know, we're looking at housing, we're looking at retail sales, we're looking at car sales, we're looking at confidence indexes, uh, consumer confidence and small business confidence. Uh, we're looking at um, new business applications and startups, which is a key number because a lot of small business went down, but many of them are picking up and, and coming back. So those are the basic stuff and it's updated. You know, unemployment claims are very important. Of course, the jobs numbers are very important as well. And we try to catch stuff as real time as we can, like the ISM Institute of Supply Managers, very important. And some of the stuff on the internet now is fascinating. There's a Google, uh, no, an Apple mobility index that we watch. And for restaurants, there's an, I think it's called Open, Open Table, uh, it tells you whether it's up or down. So everything possible, because it's been a rough winter, as you know, but we're coming back now. So we're just trying to verify it. And look, I got to be honest with you, the state of the virus and the pandemic is important because uh, even though we want to keep, president wants to keep the economy open, he wants to keep business open, some of these states may panic and start closing business down. So we got to watch that carefully too. What is fascinating, there's been this debate between um, Secretary Mnuchin and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and the passing of the stimulus package. You're an economist, you're a very good one. You've been at this for a very long time. I remember your days on CNBC. Talk about the pros and the cons for a stimulus package. The stimulus packages in the past, the stimulus package they want to pass today, and the pros and cons that can have on an economy and its growth. Well, you know, um, Secretary Mnuchin, who's a, a very good friend, we work hand in glove for the past three years, is a good negotiator. He's a heck of a good negotiator. Last winter, we put together a good package. We were in very bad shape. The pandemic was peaking and the economy was just tanking. It was all shut in. And Stephen was willing, and we all worked with him as, as, as support. He worked with Speaker Pelosi and put together a bipartisan package. The president signed off on it right away. Some of the key elements were very helpful for this recovery, in particular, the small business loans, the so-called PPP, uh, mailing out checks, maybe not my favorite thing in normal times, but in emergency rescue times, we wanted to give people as much cash and liquidity uh, as possible. Uh, we had some business tax incentives in there as well. We had a lot of COVID-19 uh, research, development, uh, beginning with vaccinations, schools, states and localities. It was a very big package. It really came to nearly three trillion when it's all said and done, and we needed it. And Stephen also, Secretary Mnuchin worked very closely with the Fed to pour in new liquidity to keep folks going. Now, things have changed. And that's where we come in right now, where 
the stimulus, so-called stimulus talks are kind of bogged down. The president has said that, the chief has said that, Mnuchin has said that. Um, there are some things that we would love to have. I don't think any recovery depends on it, but it would be helpful. There's $135 billion of that payroll protection for small business that was never spent, but we need a reauthorization to uh, spend it. Um, we'd love to give the schools money for any COVID renovations and so forth. We'd love to help the airlines again. They're in terrible, terrible trouble. Um, and look, we've got half of the people unemployed back to work, but that still is half out there. And we used, President Trump used an executive order for assistance, um, but that's running out. And we need Congress to, again, appropriate additional assistance to unemployment. So those things would help a lot. And they're on target. And they should have been done last summer. And the president has said he'd spend more on some of those things. But unfortunately, Speaker Pelosi, you know, with Stephen Mnuchin going back and forth, she had a big, big package, has a lot of ideology and politics in it. Now, I don't disrespect their point of view. I don't happen to agree with it. But, but our point is so much of it had nothing to do with COVID, had nothing to do with the economy. And we didn't want to pass it. And neither did the Senate Republicans. We wanted to stay on the basic targeted assistance areas. So lots of talking. They're still uh, discussing. Committee chairmen on both sides are meeting, but we haven't been able to hurdle some big policy differences. And um, if we don't, we won't. You know, um, one of the things that is often talked about, and you hear it in interviews with the president, that he had inherited a great economy. He's taking credit for the economy. Talk about the economy, if it were not for the certain things that you're about to tell us that the president did not do in his role as president of the United States. That makes this economy, basically, it's his economy. Yes. Pre-pandemic, three years, the economy really took off. Now, the other side will tell you, well, we started that after the uh, financial panic. And there's truth in that. But their plans never got us through 2% growth. And in a deep recession, you should have been 6 7 8% growth. I worked across the street for Ronald Reagan 40 years ago in OMB. And after his deep recession that he inherited in the 70s, we grew at 8 or 9%. And Obama-Biden did not. Too many taxes, too many regulations. Uh, President Trump comes in. The economy is growing 1.5% when he gets in. And he immediately comes, we get a major tax cut across the board, especially for businesses and individuals and families and kids. And he also launches a massive deregulation program. We have cut more red tape than anybody in history. We have taken, ripped out more federal register pages, including my former boss, Ronald Reagan, who agreed with the deregulation. And you can see the economy pick up now. Uh, Census Bureau and the Federal Reserve put out numbers about two weeks ago, very important. In the three pre-pandemic years, with tax cuts and deregulation, middle-class families got the largest benefits, okay? Wow. This is important because sometimes they say it's always tax cuts for the rich. I'm not against rich people. I want a rising, class. yeah, I want a rising tide lifting all boats. Yes, $69,000 if you're earning about $70,000 a year, 
you've moved the median income went to $69,000 for middle class. The growth was five times faster than the entire prior eight years. And not only the middle class, Armstrong, but the lower income rungs, they too had the fastest growth. And so this never happened under the previous group. Second point, poverty rate went down, inequality went down, and we had historic record lows for unemployment across the board. Women, African-Americans, Hispanic Americans, Asian Americans, people with a high school degree or less, the lowest unemployment rates in history. And that's where President Trump just took the economy like a rocket ship. And we didn't inherit that part of it at all. And if he wins, he's going to repeat. He's going to stay with his tax cuts. He's going to stay with his deregulation. He's going to stay with his fair trade views, protect energy. The other team wants to reverse everything he's done. And I will say this. Under President Trump, the benefits of his program went to those who needed it the most. If you take away those benefits, then the folks who need it the most will lose it. And that's the difference between the two candidates, between Biden and Trump right there. That's the big difference. Why is there so much pushback on the Biden-Harris tax plan? Well, look, think, think of this. Think of it this way. You've had this very deep contraction because of the pandemic and the mitigation. We shut, we shut it. Right? History will prove it right or wrong, but we shut it. Devastating economy. First half of the year, awful. Now, you talk to any economist, honestly. Talk to a Keynesian. All right, I'm a supply sider. Talk to a Keynesian, a demand sider. Keynes, if he were alive today, would say, if you have a terrible deep contraction, you'd be cutting taxes, not raising them. It doesn't make any sense to pull money out of people's pockets right now. That's the biggest problem with there. Now, they have a lot of other issues. They want to end fossil fuels. They're going to re-regulate the healthcare system, and Lord knows. But that's the biggest single thing. Why would you do that? If Maynard Keynes were here, I'm telling you, he'd say, spend more and cut taxes. Nobody would be, say, raising taxes. And I worry about that a lot. Because you know confidence is fragile and paychecks are fragile. No, I don't, I don't want to abuse my time here. I, w- I want our audience to understand is that Mr. Kudlow is not making an argument for Trump and the White House. He's making an argument for the economy. What works? What gets people back to work? Yes, what sir. gets more money in their pocket? What gets them off the welfare rolls? Yes. And what gets them back to work? That's exactly right. Thank you for saying that. I've always been an economic growth yes. guy. Um, I'm really not that partisan. I started with Reagan as a Republican. Um, sometimes GOP makes mistakes, too. I want to see America recover. The prosperity can be recovered. The confidence can be recovered. And I think uh, I think my man Trump's the guy to do it. Um, Mr. Biden's got the wrong plan. All right. So I sound a little partisan, but I got to tell you this. Every time you cut taxes, great things happen to the economy. You can go back to the Coolidge Mellon 20s. You can go back to John F. Kennedy, the Democrat in the 60s, Reagan, the Republican in the 80s, and Trump, the Republican in the aughts. I think uh, it proves what prosperity, where prosperity comes from. A rising tide will lift more boats. 
You know, let's let people keep more of what they earn. What's so bad about that? Government's not always right, Armstrong. Not always right. <laughs> That's the American way. Thank you're you, always Armstrong. Always excellent. My pleasure. I try to keep politics out of it as much My as possible. My pleasure. You're an advocate of the economy. No, you're right, man. Yeah, it's about the economy today. I'm Armstrong Williams. Thank you so much for watching. From the White House. Thank you for listening to The Strongcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode.